With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, every day is Saturday. Hi, everyone. This is Coach Fab for Casinos USA. And welcome to episode number 131 in early April. Spring has sprung. <laughs> Yes, sir, baby, this is great. And welcome all our listeners and our loyal digital audiences here. Thank you so much, everyone. Oh, you know, I think about those uh, watercolor paintings of spring. Spring is so exciting. It's a time of renewal. It's a time of spring cleaning. It's a time of renewed hope. And it's a time for going back to casinos without worrying about ice and snow. Oh, goodness gracious. And we just finished March Madness. And we'll be talking about that a little bit, too. Spring is here. <laughs> and love is in the air. Isn't that how it works? Okay, let's get started with some of the things we'll be talking about today. And let's take a look at the term advantage player. And we'll be talking about uh, our packing and other issues we have with our spring break for boomers on April 12th. Oh, it's almost here. And I said Duke wouldn't be national champions, and Duke was upset by North Carolina. So there might be some Duke fans upset with me. There's always an aftermath when Duke loses. <laughs> if you're a sports fan, uh, they certainly set the standard in men's basketball. And there's always an aftermath, but they did have a great season. And as you know, we're heading to Las Vegas for our spring break for Boomers. April 12th, we're in the air. And that means packing and packing and packing always creates anxiety <laughs> for men and for women, for young and for old. Packing for Vegas. Oh, my. So let's start the show. Well, Jenny, I heard you in the last podcast say that Duke would probably be the national champion. So let's start with that. How are you dealing with this Duke aftermath? Hi, everybody. It's Jane. Well, I don't remember saying they probably would be the national champion. I said they very well could be, which they almost were. Duly noted. Okay. Uh, I remember just saying that because of the emotions involved with Coach K's retirement that his kids might play oh, you know, really, really over their head. And they did play fantastic in the tournament. Uh, I was against them, but I have to agree, they played fantastically. Right. I would say uh, what you could actually take as a criti or criticize me for saying was that I said that I thought because John Calipari was such a good coach that Kentucky might take it. And then to, you know, my dismay and surprise, they are knocked out first. Well, and also everybody's favorite, Gonzaga, got knocked out. Right, Gonzaga and Baylor. And Baylor, yeah. So there we were. There we are. And people criticize the ACC and North Carolina they, and yes. Duke were around in the Final Four. Right, right. So... I would I would never criticize the ACC. I think sometimes they're the strongest one in basketball. Well, you might have heard this fact on television. I think we heard it together that uh, strangely, um, 
decades ago when Coach K was hired from Army to Coach Duke, his first loss at Duke was North Carolina. North Carolina, right. and all you know, oddly, right. all these decades later, his last loss as a basketball coach was. North Carolina. North Carolina. Well, having visited both schools, actually being at a basketball camp at North Carolina and then visiting Duke, you know, t- that 10 miles between them seems very short. Um, and and uh, Duke has the beautiful campus where North Carolina is just, it's part of the town. Uh, well, I'll say this. What a rivalry, huh? Oh, it, it is an, ama- an amazing rivalry. Well, we want to say... But uh, I do have to say that... Uh, when we were in North Carolina, that their um, administrators, um, the team doctor, uh, everybody showed us such a great time. I mean, my cousin and I toured every facility there. We were given a guided tour, and the, the hospitality was amazing. Well, at the time, uh, to explain to our listeners, Sylvia Hatchell um, invited us down we she had a we, one of our players I'm, i was a girls basketball coach was being recruited by north carolina so they gave us the royal treatment and janie was a big recipient oh, with our cousin yes. sandy well, because you were always coaching at the clinics and what have you or meeting with sylvia and her um staff staff to go over things um sandy and i were able to and of course sandy was such a big north carolina fan to begin with um we it was just amazing they took us Everywhere, every aspect and every inch of the feet of the women's facility and every inch of the men's facility. Well, I do want to say that North Carolina uh, shocked me how well they played against Duke in the second half. And also, they disappointed me in the second half against Kansas. Kansas truly was the champion because they came back from a 16-point yeah, deficit. Yeah, they did. They did. So congratulations to the Jayhawks. Also, we want to say congratulations to the South Carolina women's well, basketball yes, team. Well, yes, let's not forget the women's. Uh, we are strong advocates of following all of them. I mean, who pushes UConn around, right? Right. <laughs> and UConn, though, um, barely beat Stanford. And, and in my opinion, Stanford had the most talent at every position of all the women's teams at the end. But they lost to UConn. And then UConn got crushed by South Carolina. Oh, I mean, there's no question. And then that's... What's so great about basketball, on any given night, things change. You know, people aren't making the threes. Um, they can't get the rebounds, whatever. They make have a lot of turnovers. But that's what we love about basketball so much. Well, you know, we're uh, getting ready for our own uh, trip to Las Vegas in our spring break for Boomers coming up in a few days. And we want to talk about some uh, travel mistakes that we have made, other people have made. There's a great article um, online about travel mistakes in Vegas. But I, I just want to talk about the ones that we related to. And the first the first one for these travel mistakes is that sometimes people just don't check out deals. They don't look for deals online, whatever. Well, right. Now, a lot of people just go through a travel agent and take whatever's there, or they go online to Expedia or some of those other sites and take whatever is available. But if you have any history of gaming, you need to check out the um, parent company of the casino that you go to, be it Penn National, M Life, MGM, they call it now, MGM Golden Rewards. Golden Entertainment. Golden Entertainment. You need to find out who is operating the casino. And then um, you also, and we've said this over and over, you need to get a rewards card, which 
we ourselves were reluctant to the first when we went to Vegas in the early eighties. Yeah, it's true because we thought there was something bad yeah, about. Yeah, we. <laughs> I don't know. We read were you know they'd track all your information, this and that. But now, truthfully, we don't go to any casino anywhere without getting a player's card first before we start to play. Right, because that your rewards are all based on that. And you've actually pointed this out. Even if you don't gamble. You used to get a couple right. dollars you, off at a restaurant. Now, now they do reward you for whatever cash you spend there, be it in the restaurants, the rooms. The bar. You, the bar, right. You can be rewarded for that. And just because you have one, in fact, the buffets are usually always 2 to $4 cheaper. They take that off if you have a rewards card. Yeah, so. Now, I, I know there aren't many buffets anymore, but still, that's an option. And then there's also places, if you don't know Vegas, you know, just listen to podcasts like ours, listen, uh, watch YouTube videos. There are places to eat in Vegas that are very inexpensive. There are also places that will t- oh, yeah, bust that you. Are very, yeah. <laughs> so you need, you need to do a little bit of homework uh, before you go. One, one good thing to follow is uh, Jean Scott, who's been the queen of comps over the years, probably 30 years. Yeah, yeah sadly, I know they're having some health issues right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and uh, they've left Vegas, but they lived there for a lot of years. But she has the Frugal Gambler Casino Guide, which is really good to to read a little bit about. You can get a lot of tips from her. I wanted to say that <coughs> the reason we can go to Vegas so often without spending a whole lot of money is, and you don't have to do this, but we would, we would say there's nothing wrong with it and check into it. Whatever airline you use, check into their credit card. You know, I would prefer looking at an airline that flew nonstop to Vegas before I got a credit card. Now, the other part of that is you need discipline because you have to be willing to pay your credit card off or you're going to get hit. You know, everybody who has credit cards understands that. But um, there's a lot to those airline advantage points. Back. I have to repeat um, something that I read that where the airlines used to reward uh, frequent, they called them frequent flyer miles. They would say, you know, how many times have yeah. you flown? Now it's how much money are you spending through your credit card? It's you don't get the frequent flyer. They don't even refer to the points or rewards as frequent flyer rewards. Now, some people who listen to our podcast out of California or or in Southern Nevada, they just drive to Las Vegas, so this doesn't apply. But uh, the greater number of our listeners are like us, and they have to get there through the airlines. So. We're saying that that really works for us. And, and there's other things, you know, like Groupons. I mean, Groupons are everywhere. You can use them in your own area. But there's a ton of Groupons in Vegas. Um, I learned that um, Anthony Curtis, his YouTube video, he said that the average price of a show ticket in Las Vegas is $104. We're talking about production shows, not a single entertainer that comes into town. You know, these production shows run, you know, throughout the year. And $104 is expensive, you know, for two two people, $104 each. But through Groupons, you can get that reduced in, to half or even less. There are Groupons to get to certain shows that are $29, and the cost would have been 100 some dollars. So that's another way to save money. You know, do some work. Like you said, you call it homework? Right. Yeah, do a little bit of homework. I know years and years ago, the first time we went to Disney World with the kids, that night at the hotel, I'm thinking, gee, we've never been here. We don't know how to divide up our time or what to do. And I bought a book and stayed up all night and read how how to manage Disney World. But I would say the same thing is true about Vegas. Well, here's the other issue about Vegas, that if you're new to Vegas, the dates of your trip 
can determine how much your rooms are going to cost. Oh, oh, absolutely. If there's a major convention in town, if it's, for instance, the NFL football draft is coming up, and uh, so if you're planning on going out those weeks... The then, room rates are higher. Right. Everything's higher. Valentine's Day is a nightmare. Yes. Any of those holidays can be a nightmare. It, it just goes on and on as to what's going on. You can have a room rate of $300, and then... then it might be 68 the next week. Yeah, the next week or even less. Yeah, so you really have to decide about the dates, when you're going, what's important, what's what's going on, and uh, the best time to fly. The, the final travel tip that we wanted to share with you is, and, and we've been guilty of it, overpacking, Ugh. overpacking, overpacking. Go ahead and explain that. <laughs> well, well, when we first started to go, um, and we were going for pretty long times. Like one time it was about 10 to 12 days, and that's a long time out there. Um, and I packed so much that after we were there about three days, I, I had to find a post office, and I went and mailed. I mailed back, my, especially my shoes. I took way too many <laughs> shoes. That's always the weakness. You had so many clothes, oh, you had to mail them home. <laughs> I had to mail them home before I even wore them. I just, it was ridiculous. But I'm I'm really be- much much better now. In our uh, Facebook group, Casinos USA, check it out. We actually have a, a packing list that helps us prepare. Now there are essentials that if you forget them, could really hurt your trip. Particularly medicines. Right, you have to make sure your medicines are in line. Yeah, and we have some other tips about making sure your car insurance card is with you in case you want to rent a car. You can use your own insurance rather than pay that highly priced um, rental agency insurance. So there are some tips. But that's important. And then the final thing we wanted to talk about is... Lloyd, uh, I'm going to go back to packing. Oh, go ahead. The problem I've always experienced with packing is the temperature differences because we're so far apart. We're clear across the country. So when it's... It can be very cold and snowing here, but it can be very hot in Vegas. Like it was 91 there this past weekend, and it was 30-some here with snow snow squalls. Oh, my. <laughs> so I always have a hard time packing in the, those because I can't identify with the heat, so I'm apt to pack too many warm clothes, and vice versa. Uh, you know, I might pack too many um, sleeveless, summery clothes, and it's February out there. So you know, we you have to keep that in mind. Or vice versa, you pack warmer clothes you don't really need. You never right, even take or, them out of your suitcase. Right, right. Okay, so the other thing is, and I got some help. I asked on our Facebook group, and there's. Um, closer now to a thousand people that belong we love it and jeremy ellerick i think who's one of the great videographers on youtube as far as crafts goes and then uh doug and some other people that um call in our show and listen to our podcast we asked them about well in fact one of uh, justin one of our oh justin listeners yeah. is out there now and mm-hmm. we keep corresponding but can you take pictures in a casino? And and I agree that the casinos are getting looser with that. But Doug said he took a picture of an empty craps table, as I do, and security made him delete the pictures. And Jeremy Ellerick said he's always careful to get permission um, to from the casino because he said they could ban you if they you know if they don't want you taking pictures and you just go ahead and do it they could ban you so he's very cautious about right that. that is something i guess with the invention of the cell phones and the pictures the casinos had to become more lax it used to be you couldn't even take a camera out of your purse or out of your yeah. pocket and you'd be nailed for having it in there and told you could not take any pictures um so and they have gotten much more lax on that but 
again, you have to go with the protocol, so check it first. Now, again, it, I would say sometimes if you ask, you're going to be refused. Right. In a hotel, you can do what you want, but we're talking about being in the actual in, casino. Right. But again, if you, if you ask, there's always that option that they'll say no. We've asked, and here's what they tell us. If you shoot video or just take photos of your uh, screen on the slot machine or video poker machine, that's fine. But if you try to bring in other people... Yeah, you can't photograph, should not photograph other visitors to the casino or at the casino without their permission, that's for sure. And some high-limit uh, rooms that I've been in in Las Vegas um, actually have signs. Um, no cell phones permitted. And I know, you know, there's other ways you can use cell phones to help you, particularly right. in a poker room, you know, if somebody's going to they're sit, not allowed. They're yes. not allowed, right. So anyway, be careful about that... Um, protocols for for smartphones and and videography right because i they mean are you important. can just be taking pictures of whoever is with you your friends whatever but you get somebody else in the picture and not intentionally you don't even think about it so but that's something to be aware of well hey thanks for joining us today janie we're going to go right into crabs talk so uh hang on everybody we'll be right back three two one So welcome to Craps Talk today, and we have, I think, a challenging, challenging kind of topic, and that is I made a statement that betting systems don't work. Well, they do. They do and they don't, but they won't work forever. <laughs> I'll clarify that. And, and in talking about that, we needed to find some terms. We want to talk about the term advantage player because advantage players want you to believe that they win all the time. We also want to talk about the distinction between a negative expectation and an expected value, a positive expectation in casino games. And the games that we play, blackjack, uh, craps, roulette, baccarat, are all negative expectation games, as are all table games. And so when you say, I'm an advantage player, and you're playing a negative expectation game, there's a problem, unless you redefine <laughs> what's normally meant by negative expectation and what's normally meant by advantage. So it's a fascinating subject, but it's one we should all, I think, know a little bit about because some people just make the assumption that if you gamble with a ton of money, that makes you an advantage player. <laughs> you know, in fact, you might have a higher card status than everybody else. You know, the player's card, you might be the platinum, you might be the, the gold, whatever they call it in your particular casino company, Right. Uh, but it doesn't mean you're really good. It means that you lose a hell of a lot and you gamble big. And so you get rewarded for taking that risk. Put it that way, make it a little kinder. Okay. But there could be somebody at the table, some young lady, some grandma, <laughs> someone you don't know that knows just as much as you do about the game you're playing. But you know what? <laughs> they don't gamble very much money they don't take great risk and so don't make the assumption that an advantage player 
in the games I've mentioned is someone who bets a ton of money because there are plenty of people who believe they're advantage players and bet big and lose big much more often than not. So we'll talk about when you can call yourself an advantage player correctly, but if you're going to call yourself a casino advantage player as if you have a, an advantage over the casino, then your game better be blackjack. You're not doing anything illegal to get that advantage by counting cards, but if the casino sees that you are counting cards, they may refuse to let you play there. That's uh, totally appropriate under Nevada casino law and all states have the same kind of laws. So they don't have to take your business if you're that good of a card counter. That's the one time you would have um, advantage over a casino. It's not going to happen in craps, and we'll explain the difference. The um, casino advantage in blackjack, if you play perfect strategy, is uh, 0.5%. So it's very low. You know, it's a good game to play if you can master perfect strategy, basic strategy it's called. However, you can increase the advantage to your way to make it a positive expectation for you if you can count cards correctly, which is not easy to do. But And even if you do, you could have a bad run of cards. It's not absolute certainty. Um, you have to be able to withstand great losses sometimes if you're a card counter. But eventually in time, because it's a positive expectation game now, you will win. But we're in craps talk and not blackjack talk, so let's get back to uh, craps and talk about what's really happening in terms of advantage. Regardless of the system you want to play, you know, and I think, oh, there's these incredible systems out there. No, there isn't. They might be interesting, but they're not incredible. There's two lines you have to know about. One is the don't pass line. That's a, a negative 1.36 uh, advantage for the casino. That's the lowest line percentage advantage um, that the casino offers. It's really a good bet. The pass line is not much different. The pass line player, it's a minus 1.41 percentage for the casino. So the house edge is very low. Um, If you go odds behind the line or on top of the line with the dome pass, it's actually a zero house edge. And that's the best uh, you can do. That's, That's not an advantage over the casino by any means. But it's even Steven. They're paying you what they should pay you. Now remember the 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 point that's the the, the point that's being made could be a, a a challenging point to make a four or a ten, for example, even a five or a nine. That makes it more challenging. So when we say it's a zero house edge on the odds bet uh, behind the line or on the line for don't pass, it's not how easy it is to make. It's that the payout is is uh, fair. It's straight. It's exactly what it should be. It's true odds. That's the difference. There's still a considerable risk. That's why sometimes you should say, you know, 100th time odds is not that good of a deal if you don't want to risk a lot of your money. If you want to go 100 times past your line bet, wow. In 2021, this is a fact, um, the 404 casinos in Nevada made over 15%, almost 16% of the money wagered in craps. So why is that? Why didn't they just make that 1.36% or that 1.41% profit? Why did they make almost 16% in profit from craps? It's because anytime you make a bet other than the don't pass line with odds or the pass line with odds, then you're increasing the house edge. Yeah, if you're going to place numbers, you increase the house edge. If you um, 
go into prop bets, um, one roll bets, you increase odds. If you go into hard numbers, you increase odds. If you go into hot bets, you increase odds. And so as a player, because I make those bets, as a player, you're assessing this. Is the risk worth it? And sometimes you just feel that it is. You know, for example, someone's been throwing hard numbers so often that you think, I got to get on this parade, you know? <laughs> That's what I have to do. So you make hard number bets. I did increase the house edge when I, when I made that bet, but it paid off because I just had this feeling that this guy was going to keep throwing hard numbers. You know, it's just because what they've done in the past doesn't mean it's going to happen in the future, and that's where the risk comes in. So it's really not uh, – it's misconstrued. It's, it's, it's something that's unnecessary to call yourself an advantage craps player. I'm called that some way. I'm recorded that way. You know, I have my own card that says advantage player by Penn National. But the point is, I want to, what advantage players do in craps is they stick to bets or they make bets most often with low, low house edges. And so if that's what you're doing, you're making bets with low, low house edges, then yes, you can call yourself an advantage player. Um, you know the smart bets. You know the best bets. That's what we're trying to say in craps. If you deviate, you understand the risk, and that's important to understand and make that statement. I'm deviating. I'm taking a higher risk here because I just got a sense that this is a trend that's happening on the table. And that's why, uh, let's be honest, there is no such thing in a negative expectation game. You know, the expectation, expectation value is negative for the player in craps and positive for the casino. So there's no such thing as a surefire betting system. People want to tell you that. People want to sell you that. It's 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 crazy. It's like, you know, swampland in Florida. It's it's not true. Um, sure, the betting system could be interesting, and there'd be times when it, you'd have great success with it, but there's no guarantee with it, and there'll be times when you would get annihilated. That's one reason I really prefer Jeremy Ellerick's Color Up. People send in strategies, and I enjoy watching those strategies, but sometimes Jeremy, when he's demonstrating the, the strategy that someone has sent him, um, he always gives credit to the sender. Sometimes he gets annihilated, you know, because the dice just don't cooperate. And that's the truth. And that's that's what I think you want when you learn um, from podcasts or books or, or uh, YouTube videos. You want honesty. You want transparency. You know, why mislead people? So um, the reason the casino always wins is you can leave the game anytime. I can leave the game anytime. We, we can walk away. Hopefully we walk away when we're ahead. That's another challenge, right? To, to quit when you're ahead. But for the casino in the negative expectation game, the math of the game is on their side, the game never ends. And that's why they make money. <laughs> you know? They might lose money a particular weekend in craps because of some mega long roll that took place or an extremely ice cold weekend where don't bet betters were winning big. But it evens out mathematically and it goes back in their favor very, very quickly. And that's why casinos make money in negative expectation games. You know, one thing to say about Baccarat, the, the house edge is very slim in Baccarat. Um, the banker bet is 1.05 minus 1.05%, and the player bet is so close, it's 1.2%. So when you're just betting banker or player, you know, you're not increasing your odds unless you get um, the side bet, you know, the promotional bets in 
in Baccarat or bet a tie bet, 8-1, to one, and then you increase the odds. So that's why it's a good game to play, and that's why sometimes wealthy people play Baccarat because they're not going to make foolish bets betting banker or player. And because the banker is such a good bet with such a low house edge, the casinos figure that out. Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> if you use the banker bet, they'll charge you a commission, right? So I do play Baccarat. I think it's a game of streaks, and I use a betting system, but it certainly doesn't guarantee anything. Okay, so a little random thought here. You know, card counting in casinos, how come they find out about it? Well, again, I have a grandson in the business, and, uh, you know, so you're at a $25 table in blackjack, and uh, 45 minutes goes by, and suddenly you're making $300 bets. (laughs) You were making $25 bets. You don't think you alert the casino that you may be a card counter? You know? <laughs> Come on. And they're going to keep an eye on you, man. If that's what you're going to do, oh, your $300 went to $500. Hey, you may not be playing there too long <laughs> unless you lose, right? So that's something to think about. There's um, that great moment in time when you realize that um, – you enjoy craps because there's such a variety of approaches in the game and because it's not tied to a computer chip. I think that's another reason people like table games in general. Um, they're not tied to computer chips. They're tied to cards or dice and uh, or, a, or a ball and a spinning wheel. I think that's what it is, sort of an escape from technology. But uh, we think craps is a great game to play. If you uh, learn the game and keep making most of all Line bets with odds, either one, don't pass, or pass line bets. And I'm going to say it once again. Anybody who has a betting strategy that doesn't involve line bets, everything else increases the odds of against you. Everything else increases the house edge. Yeah, you know, you might have a, um, a hot shooter. So, yeah, you're going to make it, you're going to use your system to win a lot of money. A great pressing system, for example. But... There's no guarantee, and it's not infallible. So let's be honest about that. Um, you can call me an advantage player, and I can call you one, but we don't mean in craps that we're going to get an advantage over the casino. We mean that we're going to lower and lower the house edge sometimes um, for a long period, and then we might take risk with some other bets. I hope that makes sense to you. It comes from the heart because I don't any I don't want anyone to get cheated and lose money because they misconstrued betting strategies and they misconstrued what it means to be an advantage player so as we mentioned we'll be packing for our spring break for boomers we'll be in vegas april 12th to the 19th and staying at the m resort south point and bally's i know we're planning on meeting some people from the podcast crowd um, at bally's so maybe we can get you there easter sunday night and monday all right um thank you for listening we continue to grow Our podcasts are actually coming across now on some FM radio stations in Northern California. (laughs) So that's really cool. We're getting thousands of listeners a day, and um, we want to thank everyone uh, for that support. We certainly appreciate it. We don't charge for anything. We don't ask for money. Our podcasts are monetized. I told you that. We're very honest with you. But we're here for one purpose, and that's to have fun and enjoy each other. Be kind. Be good. um, Use your abilities to make the world a better place. And take that break and enjoy recreational gambling and travel. We do, and it's a big help. All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you in a couple weeks after our spring break for boomers.
Okay, so long for now. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.